okay, I'm about to admit something kind of embarrassing. Not really. I, I Listen, at this age, nothing really is embarrassing. It is what it is. Anyway, all I was going to say is that I am not a numbers person. I really wish I was. I admire the people who are, but ask me to add something up and it's just not happening. Like, I'm a creative, I stay in my lane, and numbers ain't it. Which brings me to my next point. This episode of Referrals and Rants is brought to you by Erica Booth Tax and Accounting Services, our sponsor for the day. So if you're anything like me, no, no, no. If you're a business owner in general, stop trying to do your taxes yourself. Get a professional to do it right and to do it on time and to get your books in order as well. So head on over to Erica Booth Tax and Accounting Services at ericaboothtaxes.com, schedule a free consultation, get on her books and get your taxes done by the 15th of April. So thanks Erica for sponsoring this episode and help all the people like me who are really bad with numbers. Welcome to Referrals and Rants, your podcast about business development and sales, because it's not just about having a pretty business, but actually a business that brings in cha-ching, cha-ching, sales. I am your host, Antoinette Miner, and I thank you for joining me today. If you find that this podcast is of value, please share with a friend or two who have a business or are looking to get into business, and let's jump right in to this podcast. Hey, 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 Referrals and Rants gang. Welcome to another episode of Referrals and Rants. You know what I just decided? Motorcycles are really disrespectful. Only because I've been trying to record and I think my neighbor is just having fun taking his motorcycle out to work and causing a whole bunch of unnecessary noise. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get into this episode. Um, We're gonna talk about contact management today. And excuse the raspy voice, I'm recording this way too early in the morning, but you know, you gotta get it done by any means necessary, and a raspy voice doesn't mean that I'm not gonna give you good content. So, let's roll into it. The reason I really wanted to talk about this today is because I feel like I'm failing in this area right now. I know what to do, I know what needs to happen, and I know um, the the benefits as well as the, the negative things that can happen if I don't follow this. And I felt like, you know, I needed to remind myself of what I need to do in order to continue building relationships with not only clients but the people that I want to work with as well as people that I find that I need to keep in my circle or want to get closer to and I've just been I've been I've been failing so contact management this episode here is really out of love for myself and to also let you know um, how to build those relationships and keep keep connected with people uh, beyond just meeting them that first day And here's what I mean. How many of you have gone to a networking event? You take someone's card and you're like, yeah, let's talk later. Mm -mm -mm." You know, chopping it up. And then it never happens. You never contact them. They never contact you. You swear you're going to do something with that business card. You're going to put it up. And then you don't know where that business card is. How many times have we done that? 
Or how many times have we gotten an email and be like, I'm going to get back to that. I'm going to do that. Um, I'm, I'm going to get to it because it's really important. And you go on with your day and it never happens. Weeks go by and it has never happened. You've never followed up, um, which is a whole nother conversation. But in part, part, part to this. Anyway, that's why I really wanted to talk about this episode because this is where you're going to not only land new clients by those who you're talking to, but those people that you're talking to can also lead you to more clients. So contact management is really, really, really super duper important. And there is a specific way to do it. Or you know what, you can make your own processes. But this is what I'm going to tell you and how you can really maximize those opportunities by keeping in contact with those people that you meet. Okay. So first things first, let's go back to example number one. You go to a networking event or you hang out with your friends at a party. I'm not judging what you did, but you go hang out somewhere. You meet that person, get their card, or you exchange Instagrams. By the way, I do have a episode, not episode, I'm sorry, a blog post on my personal website about is Instagram the new business card, which I totally believe it is. And if it's not Instagram, it's LinkedIn, something of that sort. Um, And either way, like, this is another caveat, sidebar to the sidebar. So while, you know, business cards are still a necessary thing that we have to have, we're, we're more often linking up on social media platforms in person. And that's all good and great. But keeping their personal contact information with a contact management system in your email base is is better because one, you can do a whole bunch of other things with it that I'm gonna explain in a little bit. But if those social media platforms go away, and I'm, oh my God, I'm beating a dead horse with this conversation. If social media goes away, what are you gonna do? Anyway, so if social media goes away, you really won't have a way to contact them if you've been been relying on your LinkedIn DMs to contact people. It's just another thing that you can do, but it definitely should, um, your, your database of people should live in another area. So hold on for that part. So meeting person, get their information, however you do, and then you never follow up. So this is what should happen. And this is regardless of if you know you want to work with that person or if you just want to keep them in your circle or you just really, you know, want to use them as a contact or a way to get to someone else. Doesn't matter what you what your end goal is with that person or what your strategy is. Which, by the way, you know, a lot of people think that you should not be strategic in meeting people. I believe that you should be both. You should be transparent. You should be strategic. But you should also just meet people just to meet people because you never know what happens. Anyway, you meet that person. You get their information. Within 24 hours, you should have an email in their inbox saying simply, thank you for meeting. It was nice meeting you at blah, 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 blah event. Um, looking forward to staying connecting with you. End of discussion. No sales, no pitching. Nice to meet you. Had a great time. If you want to talk about something that the both of you, you know, connected on, maybe you're both moms and, you know, you maybe shared a struggle with each other. You know what? Maybe send that person encouraging words like, girl, today is going to be better, but it was great meeting you. If you ever need to reach out to me to talk about more mom stuff, I'm here for you. So this is really just 
a connection. It's not a sales pitch. It's not to get on their nerves. It's not to put your, your, your brochure and the email as an attachment. Strictly just, hey, we're meeting for, thank you for meeting, okay? Then you can follow up with that person within the next 30 days. Now, some people may say follow up with them within a week. I think that that is okay if it is something timely that you need to share with them. Or let's say that person was interested in your services. At that point, you can insert pitch there. Um, or you know what, you, you can talk about it slightly in your first 24 hour email like hey let's get together if you're still interested in my services so that way because because they gave you the the go ahead they gave you the no yes I want to talk more about your services so it's completely okay to do that but if they have not then avoid it in that 24 hour email um but within a week if it is timely that's when you want to say hey just want to let you know if you want to talk more about blah 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 or hey you know what I think you could use this. This is what I do. Just wanted to let you know, put it out there in the in the atmosphere that we do this, da 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 da, da and let it go from there. If you do not have that email done within a week because it wasn't timely, follow up with them within at least 30 days, okay? 30 days. So we have 24 hours, 30 days, and then your next would be 60 days. And 60, you should definitely at this point tell them what you do, what you're looking for, who you work with, how you can help them, okay? So if you haven't done it in your week follow-up, your 30-day follow-up, your 60-day follow-up should definitely be about what you do and how you can help them and how you can serve them. Another thing you can do in that 30-day email is maybe send them a congratulatory, oh God, it's way too early, send them a congratulatory hello um, email about something that they did, maybe it's an achievement, Um, you could say something like, um, congratulations on an award, congratulations on a promotion, and this is where LinkedIn comes in and maybe they've updated their profile and you want to congratulate them on something that they've done, right? So your 60-day follow-up is info about what you do. Your 90-day follow-up, and I know this seems like a lot, but imagine how many emails get lost. How many times people need to see an email from someone before they go, all right, let me click and see what so-and-so wants. Let me click and see what Antoinette wants. She seems to really be persistent about getting in contact with me. The least I can do is read it, right? That's all we want them to do is at least read it so that way they know the information they may not necessarily come back and contact you they may not necessarily work with you but at least they know and i find that that is more beneficial in some situations than just letting it go cold so if they don't become a client at least they know you want to know why because i can't tell you how many times i've landed clients because i've told someone what i do and though we may not have been a great fit they have referred me to someone else they said hey you should work with Antoinette. hey you should work with this girl you should do this da, 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 da. i think the two of you could work great together so don't don't get discouraged when it does not work between you and another person. That person has you in the back of their head. It's not that they don't like you. It's not that they don't want your services. Maybe they don't want your services. Let me let me change that. It's not that they don't like you. It's not that they they um uh don't need your services, but maybe they 
they they can't do it at the moment. Maybe they can't afford you. Maybe they have someone else that they really, really want to work with. Like these are all things that are okay, but guess what? They're going to be the person that refers you to the next client. So don't be discouraged by a no, right? Because your no could be a yes later on down the road. That has definitely happened to me. Or it can be a yes from someone else that they have referred, Okay. So now you're 90 day, you follow up with them. This is the time where if you haven't had that meeting with them yet, go ahead and ask for that meeting. But don't don't be meeting just to meet. Please have a reason. Please have a real reason. And uh, if you if you're not meeting over coffees to talk about what it is you do or what it is that they do, don't waste their time like that. This would be a great opportunity to invite them to another networking event that would be of benefit to them. This would be a great opportunity to um, invite them to any other type of thing that would be of value to them. So you guys could talk, they can receive the value and maybe something else, something that they were already doing. You could even say, hey, I heard about this. Are you going? I'm thinking about going. Girl, if you are, I'll buy your ticket for you. Let's go. So you guys are building a relationship. You're not a constant walking sales pitch. You are there to Get to know them because that's what you need to do anyway in order to, to pitch. You need to know what they need, who they are, what's what's their pain point, what makes them feel good, who they are as a person. I think I said that twice. Anyway, you need to do all of that so that way you can customize that pitch and you can tailor that pitch to exactly what they need and fully understand what it is that you can give them as a business owner or as a service provider. So that 90-day follow-up is a great way to um, invite them out to something. Uh, then you want to meet up with them quarterly. Or sorry, not meet up. You want to follow up with them quarterly. So at this point, you drop the 30, 60, 90-day rule. You don't have to do that anymore. Just meet with them quarterly. I keep saying meet. You want to follow up with them quarterly. It doesn't necessarily have to be meeting with them. And this is where you're going to put in those, hey, happy birthday, or congratulations on your new grandson, or um, happy spring. It's very nice outside. Just wanted to let you know, and I'm thinking of you, what's going on? So again, all relationship things, things that you will pick up the phone and call for your friend, right? You're not calling them like, hey, it's the first of spring, and our spring sale is starting to da 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 bruh like that method may more so work when it comes to product-based services but when you're talking about service-based that's not necessarily the way you want to go um product-based services this is definitely something that you don't want to do if you are speaking with somebody who might be a wholesale buyer or you're looking to get in front of them because they're an angel investor like stay within the relationship realm of trying to just get to know them right Now, that was your first quarterly follow-up. Your second quarterly follow-up, I would highly, highly suggest that it be in a email that says, hey, I am looking for clients that that need this. Refer me to anyone that you think um, could use my services or that I could be of value to. And again, that person, you just ask that person for a favor, but you also just ask that person to be a hero. And there's power in that. They will want to connect you to the people that need you the most, especially if you have built the relationship over the past six months at this point, maybe um, nine months, depending on when you started and how many quarterly emails you have sent so far. So 
you ask you're asking them to be a hero and for their help and all it takes is for them to forward your email because you're going to put your services in the bottom of it right you're going to attach that brochure because we can do that at this point and they're going to pass it along to the next person and now you have a warm lead it's not a cold lead it's so warm it's hot it's juicy because it came from someone who knows them and they know you. So now there's a middleman and there's not this cold air of, I just found your information and I want to talk to you and I want to sell to you. So now you have a warm lead if that does work out. So feel free in that second quarterly email or that third quarterly email to send your information and say, hey, I am looking for referrals because I want to work with this kind of people. Share this with your network. Da 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 da. Now, with your current clients, those people who you're not initially just meeting, I think it's very, very important to also keep in touch with them. Sometimes we get very caught up and busy in our day-to-day and forget that we have to continue the relationships with our clients. So what does that look like? Now, this one is much easier because you already know them. You don't necessarily need to put in more work to get to know them, especially if you're in a good place. But this is the opportunity to, to email them and say, hey, again, another congratulatory email, send flowers, send postcards, ask them, this is my favorite part, ask them for feedback, what can I do differently? What do you need? Um, have things changed for you? What does your business look like today? I wanna discuss because now you're getting into the nitty gritty of getting more business. So an example of that, I have a client that I knew was going to be in need of, um, how do I say this without giving it away? They were going to be in need of email blast. That's what I'm gonna say. So they needed someone to send out those emails for um, the next couple of months. I knew the person that they were working with was no longer there. So I just continued to offer and follow up. Every time I follow up, hey, what do you need? What what can I do differently? I know that at this time in your business, you usually send X, Y, and Z emails. Is there something that I can do? Now, here's the real gem. I was not looking for this person to pay me to do this. I really just was looking for an opportunity to get my hands into something different and to work with a new system. But because I was consistent and I followed up and I continued to build that relationship, I added a few hundred extra dollars onto my monthly invoices because I reached out and I asked based off of what I know, but also following up. Because if I didn't follow up, that was opportunity for this person to go out and find someone else to do it. Now, am I perfect at this? Absolutely not. The system that she has is just completely different. It's nothing that I have used before, but I I can tell you this, within the last 60 days, guess who became an expert and got paid for it because I followed up and I, I, I saw the gem. This has happened other times. I've reached out to someone and I said, hey, what else do you need? Now I'm a ghost blogger for another client. Hey, what else do you need? What's going on in your business? Oh, you need... um. MailChimp help, which by the way, I'm going to do a class on MailChimp's uh, service. So that way, and I know a lot of people get confused on this, but we're going to do that um, and probably next week. But again, another thing that I can do that you need. So I'm, 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 
I'm getting the business because they're not going to actively reach out to you and say, hey, do you do this? Sometimes they will. But if you're working with like with one service that you give to them, they, it may not come off on the top of their head that, oh, you do this too. Oh, can you help me with this too? So now I'm inserting myself into their thoughts and into their brain and I'm capturing what they need and I'm providing the service and getting paid for it, right? But again, if it's not that, uh, definitely following up with them quarterly just to see how things are going, what do they need, um, uh, congratulating them, giving them things that they, uh, celebrating them on the things that they, the, 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 the. I'm struggling the things that they've done uh but I'm gonna tell you guys like we just roll with the punches here I'm never satisfied with perfection I like it, it it's it's not going to be perfect so if you hear me stumble you hear me say some things or repeat myself several times guess what it's done you got the information you got the value that's all that I'm worried about so cool and so that's what you want to do with your current clients. Definitely also a year-end review. I love when I see people do these things. So your year-end review is just a overview of all the great things your business has done, new services, old services that you provide, um, wish them a happy holiday, or if you're doing it in the beginning of the year, happy new year, um, another contact. And people love to see what's up without being sold. So Get, get, the, get those things in order by the end of the year so that way you can send them to your clients. Now, contact management systems or CRMs, contact relationship management systems, however you want to call them. So CRMs. I um, have a couple that I'm going to tell you about. The first one is extremely expensive, but if you can do it, by all means, try Salesforce. I have used it in two organizations before I was independent. I loved it. It's like the creme de la creme de la creme of CRM services, but again, it's very expensive. So when you get your business to a place where you're managing thousands of contacts, um, meaning you have potential clients, you have potential grant tours or potential funders and then maybe you have some uh, uh, people that are current clients like you have a whole bunch of thousands of people that you have to manage I I love Salesforce I can't speak highly enough about it um, another thing that another one that I have looked into is Zoho so Z-O-H-O that is another contact management system. I kind of dipped my fingers into it a bit, but I loved it because it's very, very low cost, easy to use, and um, you can set reminders for yourself, put notes in there about people, call it, call it a day. The last one, which is the one that I use, is called Streak, and I specifically like this one because it integrates with my Gmail, and it's free if you are a G Suite user. I hope that is not has not changed by the time this goes up, but I use it because it connects with my G Suite, connects with my Gmail, and also it does what Salesforce does, which is helps you to create a sales pipeline so as you are talking to people you can move them from the different stages and I will do an episode on sales pipeline stages but let's say stage one is um, meeting stage two is pitching stage three is 
following up. And then stage four is client. You can move them through the ranks um, in streak so that way you know exactly where they are. Put notes in there. And then that way, if you have any staffers or contractors, they can see exactly where the conversation has gone and any interesting notes. You can also put client birthdays in there so they know you know to alert yourself to send a happy birthday message like and it's exactly how it sounds like when you get a text message or an email from your dentist and they say happy birthday um but in reality it really means like come to the office get your teeth cleaned so you can do that with contact management systems you can also create different lists so this goes back to our earlier conversation in a past episode about creating lists contact list. So one should be your top 50. Like these are the people I got to talk to. This is my fortune 500 list. This is the people that I want to get in contact with. Um, Maybe you have not even met them. Maybe you have not pitched to them yet, but like by the end of the year, I want to have a relationship with all of these people, right? That is your top 50 dream team wish list. Then another list could be your client list. A third list could be your prospect list. So these are the people that I want to work with, right? So feel free to, to spread them out and create those lists within Streak so that way you're constantly um, reaching out to these people and then also constantly turning them over. So after a certain period of time of following up, these people should be knocked off of the list. So what gets you off the list? Becoming a contact or sorry, becoming a client or you haven't talked to me in a year or two, bruh. And that's for for you guys to decide. When am I gonna go, when am I going to stop following up? That doesn't mean like they can't be living somewhere else in the contact management system, but they they get off of that follow up list because you don't need to talk to them no more. They've been ignoring you, or it could be that their information has changed. And what I also love about contact management systems as well is that there leaves more room for we talked about you can put notes in it, but it leaves room for addresses, um, social media profiles. So make it a point to make sure that these that the contact um, information is completely filled out on these contact management systems before you decide to um, reach out or maybe make that a mission for you while you're reaching out so that way you have all of their information and all the ways to professionally stalk them. So I'm going to leave you with that. I think that is enough for this episode. You are more than welcome to reach out to me at referralsandrants at gmail.com if you have questions. I was going to promise something, but I don't think I'm going to do that. I was like, I'm going to put this in a PDF, but... I know myself. We ain't doing that. We ain't got no time. But what I can do is send you send you my show notes if you want them. If you need a little bit more clarity, just let me know. and We could put something together. Um, my co-host Macy just walked in. She's being a really good girl. But it's early in the morning and we have no idea which squirrel she is going to bark at at this moment. So I'm going to end here and I will see you guys at the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Referrals and Rants. Remember, if you found this of value, please share with one or two friends that could use the information. 
If you have ideas about future episodes or you have questions, feel free to send them over to referralsandrants at gmail.com and follow me, your host, Antoinette Minor, on all social media platforms at Antoinette K Minor or, sorry, on Twitter at Antoinette-TYP. Something like that. You know where to find me, AntoinetteMinor.com. And I look forward to having you on another episode of Referrals and Rants.